It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. I've got a lot of stuff to get to. I want to get to uh, Alejandro Mayorkas being grilled on Capitol Hill yesterday for being an abject failure. I hope he is not only impeached, but he is also arrested and imprisoned. Uh, we are certainly going to get into uh, what's going on with the purchase of uh, Twitter by Elon Musk. The woman, the woman, the, the individual person who decided to take Donald Trump off of Twitter, she also decided that the uh, Hunter Biden laptop story uh, had no merit and uh, vetoed that as well. She is a little totalitarian. She is feeling the heat, and I will share details on that uh, very shortly. But a group of individuals has come into the country presumably uh, the progeny of the class of 1968, and told us what you can and cannot say. And it is really intensified in the last two years. And it is 100% unacceptable. And it is time to fight back. Who decided, I can't question if a virus came from a Chinese lab that engineered viruses like the COVID-19 virus and was funded by our government. Why can't I express myself with that opinion? Why haven't I been able to question the election results of 2020, but Dems can still rant about 2016? Why were my thoughts about the 2020 election shut down and considered verboten on November the 4th, the day after the election? Why couldn't I say anything about it? Why couldn't I raise questions? Why couldn't I say that 1,200 people signed affidavits saying that they saw election cheating? They saw ballot stuffing. Why haven't I been able to say that? Why can't I question the efficacy of a uh, efficacy, uh, efficacy, efficacy of a vaccine, a vaccine passport or vaccine mandate? Why in the hell have I not been able to say anything about that? Why can't I question whether medicines used around the globe, like hydroxychloroquine, can be used to treat COVID? Why have there been no prophylaxis until recently prescribed and supported by the government until now, other than just being hospitalized, dying or living, using a ventilator or taking a vaccine? Why can't I say the January 6th A riot, they call it a riot, was a setup when Newsweek magazine said 14 left-wing groups had infiltrated it? Why can't I say there's CRT in schools when I know there is? Why can't I question the death of Ashley Babbitt and question the police officer who was never questioned before his exoneration by our government? Why can't I question the January 6th prisoners illegally and inhumanely treated, including no speedy trial, denial of health care, meals, church services, water, and toiletry services? Why can't I say that Leah Thomas is a man and it's unfair for him to swim against women? Why couldn't I say that Hunter Biden's laptop was real? Why couldn't I say Hillary's emails were highly suspect and the private server and its destruction were illegal? Why couldn't I say there was no Russia collusion between Trump and Russia? It was all Hillary, and it, by the way, has all been proven to be Hillary. Why can't I question why my kids' schools were shut down? Why my daughter had to wear a mask for two years? Why can't I say that climate change science is BS without a notice from Facebook or a warning on other content providers? All you have to do is say no. All you have to do is say no. 
All you had to do when somebody said to you, wear a mask when you walk your dog, is say, no. When somebody said you could only have eight people or ten people at your house for a barbecue, you say, no. Rage against the machine. Rage against the machine. Wonder why I play so much Rage Against the Machine as my bumper music? <laughs> Joe Biden's supremely uh, unbelievable brain freeze yesterday that, honestly, uh, at this point, if you are still, and I don't know who is, I I don't know, honestly, who is saying that Joe Biden is still uh, fit for office, the office of the presidency of the United States, who who is still saying that? I guess Jen Psaki and a few of the uh, people in the Democrat Party, but it's all painfully, painfully obvious. But I'm, I'm never going to give up fighting, and I will fight to the end. I will do whatever is necessary to uh, drain this swamp, to uh, figuratively burn down the swamp, pave it over, and uh, and restart. And I think that's where Americans are right now. You know, yeah. Somebody said yesterday that I'm uh, I'm uh, incendiary. I'm not incendiary. There's there's no incendiary about it. I'm just I'm just finally standing up for some things that were guaranteed for us by the Constitution. It was guaranteed. There should be no debate that I should be able to talk about whatever, whatever. Yes, there are limitations on free speech. Uh, you know, obviously the most cliched is the fire in a crowded theater, but there are other things. But I, you know, this is an incendiary to say that we all have a right to our own damned opinion. And we don't need a, a ministry of disinformation to say what is right and what is wrong. Let's go to Kevin in Atlanta, Georgia. Hello there, Kevin, and welcome to the Rob Carson hey, Show. What's up? Uh, Good, buddy. What's up? When you, when you said disinformation, I, I, I just, that kind of fired me up. Are we going to go after Pisaki, Biden, Fauci, and all the corrupt Democrats for the disinformation? That includes Stacey Abrams, and you might have say Brian Kent. I'm, I'm going to call him a Democrat, but he don't make no yeah. sense. Yeah. You know, well, I'm seriously, well, because, you know, here's the thing. I sent an email because uh, Stacey Abrams said, oh, I don't have nobody challenging. I responded and said, hey, uh, I, I want to debate you. You got the guts to debate a citizen of Georgia? Never got a response. Same thing goes for good old Hank Johnson. You know, he's in my district. Oh, God, God yes. Forbid. <laughs> I said, I'll challenge you. I said, no, debate me. They're like, well, we're sorry. You're just a citizen. You know, I got that response. I said, well, yeah, I got a right as a citizen. You haven't done jack squat since you've been in office. Yeah. I mean, uh, if she wants to be disinformation, are she gonna, is she going to go after them? That's all I've heard is disinformation on them, including yeah, you know, the, the fake news. Yeah, well, you know what, and Kevin, I appreciate your uh, your candor. I appreciate your passion as well. Uh, the only way that you could possibly uh, talk to any of these effete leaders in uh, Washington D.C. or or in the, in the capital of Georgia is to maybe get a question passed through a moderator at a town hall. Otherwise, uh, you know they won't respond to you, and you can write their offices all day, and you can leave voicemails all day, yeah. and they aren't they aren't listening to you. They aren't listening to you, uh, Kevin. Here's what I'll even closing to you. Yes, sir, I know yes, the United States Constitution states the American people has the right to fire everybody in Congress to get somebody in there to do the job. Is that true? Well, yeah, it's, it's the, the vote. We can fire them. No, it's the vote. That's how we fire them. We vote them. And if there's anything that's going to happen within the, uh, the, the confines of the Capitol, it would be an impeachment to remove them. Yeah. And that, that involves you know, the people we elected to, to, to do their job. I listen to you every day. Thank you, my brother. I do appreciate I, I, it. I left, I left Fox and come over to listen to you because you make more sense. <laughs> well, they must not be making a whole lot of sense then, Kevin. 
Yeah, you take care of yourself. Have a blessed weekend. You do, bro. You do. Let's go to Paul in uh, Catonsville, Maryland. Hello there, Paul, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up? Hey, thanks, Rob. Uh, do you know what the uh, difference is between you and me? And that is they can shut you down, but they can't shut me out. Yeah. And I'll tell you, Mayorkas is the Benedict Arnold uh, yeah. of our time. When asked about the 42 known terrorists, yeah. terrorist watch list that had been uh, uh, identified, he couldn't say where or what their status was. And yeah. that is the sole purpose of the Department of Homeland Security. That's why it was created. Paul, yeah. I got to tell you, and I can I can tell the frustration in your voice because it's very clear that we have a host of people in this government right now who have been placed into positions of authority and are not doing their jobs. But uh, you know, according to us, but I would say that those in the Biden administration think that Mayorkas is doing exactly what he's told, and that is a wholesale invasion from the southern border. The same goes for Kamala Harris. She was put in charge of the southern border. She hasn't even bothered to go to the the southern border. Neither has this president. Kamala Harris hasn't talked to a single rancher or farmer who's discovered possibly dozens of bodies on their property or had their children die of fentanyl overdoses. Uh, you've also got the Transportation Secretary, Pete Buttigieg, who is famous for taking three months off at the, at the heart of a a transportation system breakdown so he could take care of his adopted baby. I don't know if he could breastfeed an adopted baby as a man. Not sure. It is 2022 after all. But we have, we've got people across the board. We've got uh, generals at the top of our military who were down with withdrawing our troops from Afghanistan. General Milley is more concerned about white rage than he is about uh, Ukraine and Russia and China. It, it is time for a wholesale firing. You and I couldn't do this in our lives, Paul. We couldn't get away with this dereliction of duty in our daily lives, but they do it every day in Washington, D.C. and around the country. Go ahead. Rob, let me, let me ask you a quick question. Yes. That's one thing for them to say, uh, we deem this to be wrong. We deem this to be uh, disinformation. And as I said at the beginning, they can shut you down. But yep. here's the question. What yep. about when they have a half a million citizens out on the mall with signs saying all of the wonderful great points you made in the uh, uh your opening narrative mm -hmm. well uh you know Judas or Dallas? Which um one? well let me tell you it happened on january the 6th about one million people went to washington dc to contest what they saw as a questionable election and what they wanted the Congress to do was take 24 hours or so to just look at the evidence. They were infiltrated by 14 left-leading groups, including Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Read Newsweek if you don't trust me. There were also FBI insiders and clearly, and clearly there were Capitol Police officers who are commanded by Nancy Pelosi who allowed people to enter the building. So what they did is they took a peaceful movement and they made it into a Reichstag moment for the American government so that Joe Biden could go after his opposition. The same thing happened with the Reichstag in Germany. Hitler's minions set fire to the Reichstag. The opposition party uh, was blamed for it and taken down, and Hitler rose to power. That's what happened, and, and you can say, well, that's just you know, that's not a good comparison. Are you kidding me? It's textbook. Do you realize that Joseph Stalin came up with a Department of Disinformation in 1923? We did it in 2022. End of argument, Paul. Go ahead. Uh, I asked people, what is your opinion about this, this, this? 
I said, for instance, inflation. And uh, the guy said, uh, uh, price of gasoline, I said, asked him about. And he said the cause was Putin. And another one said the big oil companies. And I said, I, let me give you another suggestion. The lack of production on the part of the U.S. signed by Joseph Biden mm-hmm. on his first day, eliminating the Keystone XL pipeline. So it's like these people, we are misinformed. And if the government gets their nasty, stinking hands on this and saying this is good, this is wrong, this is bad, this is uh, upside down, it's going to be even worse. Well, Paul, this Department of Disinformation will be disbanded because it has to be disbanded. This is something we can't just leave behind in the rearview mirror of our daily news cycle. This has to be beaten down. This has to be ended immediately. I appreciate your phone call. And then we hear this yesterday from our President of the United States. Can you put on social media that Joe Biden is incapacitated mentally and unfit to be the President of the United States? I believe you can. And you know why you can? Because it's true. Of, uh, that will enhance our underlying effort to accommodate the Russian oligarchs uh, and make sure we take their, take their, their ill-begotten gains. <laughs> We're going to accommodate them. We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes, and other ill-begotten gains of Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah. Kleptocracy and klep... The guys who are the kleptocracies. (laughs) Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And you know, for the first time, I was watching him last night, and I felt sorry for him. I don't like this man. I don't think he's a good man. I don't think he's a decent man. I think he's a criminal. I think he's been a criminal his entire life. He's been a swamp dweller in Washington, D.C. who's done nothing but enrich his family. There are also tons of questions about his inappropriate behavior with women, including one intern on an elevator in 1993. I don't like this man. I I would like to see the rest of his life spent in self-reflection about how bad he has been. That won't happen. Right now, he's this. He's kleptocracy. Yeah. Kleptocracy. The guys who are the kleptocracies. (laughs) But these are bad guys. Let's take a break. Uh, the phone number is 800-922-6680. Um, even CBS finally has figured out that uh, the Biden family is corrupt. I've got some information on this. We'll get into this uh, disinformation department and the woman who is going to be in charge of it. It's almost cartoonish. And by the way, she has a very similar resume to, a, to another uh, propagandist of the past with the last name Goebbels. I'm not kidding. I wish I were. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson for Gold Co. I don't think I need to explain that we are in some very difficult times right now with Joe Biden as the president. Inflation and interest rates are Biden's only way out of our $28 trillion federal debt. So if you have $50,000 or more in your IRA, 401k or savings, your money is at risk. All right, learn more about the IRS loophole that thousands of Americans are using to protect their retirement. This is important. Call 855-735-3740. 855-735-3740 to get your free IRS loophole kit. That's right, 855-735-3740. And my friends at Gold Co. will give you up to 10% in free silver with a qualified account. Gold Co. has helped thousands of Americans protect their retirement against inflation, taxes, interest rates, bad presidents. Yeah, I said that out loud. <laughs> so what are you waiting for? 855-735-3740. Call now. 
Yesterday, Joe Biden pledged another $33 billion to uh, to Ukraine and uh, to the defense of Ukraine. Uh, there's no itemized list of things. There is a, uh, a series of articles that have been published that say, oh, yeah, it's going for every artillery. Or, oh, yeah, it's going to go ahead and feed people and, uh, you know, all this. And uh, and I got to tell you, I, and I posted this on all my social media yesterday at Truth Social. Thank you very much. Also on Get Her Twitter and Facebook that this could be, could be, could be, my opinion, which is protected by the Constitution, it could be the largest money laundering operation in the history of the world. It very well could be. You've heard the expression, and we've seen it time and time again, that Democrats take advantage of a crisis. They, they use a crisis to forward their political agenda, their, their uh, proclivities, uh, they use the virus to uh, usher in uh, this mail-in voting, uh, this uh, $420 million infusion of cash from Mark Zuckerberg into unmanned ballot boxes. They've used it for a variety of things. They've, they've used uh, the government to shut down the free speech. I could go on and on and on. But would it surprise you that a president... Now, just, just back up. A president whose son left a laptop that contained all sorts of information about government involvement, about buying access to the President of the United States, the Vice President of the United States, and a Senator in the United States Constitution over the last 30 years. A son who got an $83,000 per month membership on a gas company in Ukraine and a president who said, stop investigating the corrupt gas company because my son's being paid, or I'm going to take away $1 billion in loan guarantees for the country of Ukraine. And you think that the crisis of the war between Russia and Ukraine and the opportunity to send the powers that be in Ukraine $33 billion which, by the way, will total the aid so far $50 billion to Ukraine if it goes through. $50 billion. Does this remind you of pallets of cash sent to Iran? Anybody? Anybody? Where'd that money go? Where'd that money go? Do you think that there are other people on Capitol Hill who might get a little bit of that back? Do you think there are people on Capitol Hill who, when they leave office... Uh, might get a little something-something from Ukraine, like the millions and millions of dollars that have been deposited in Hunter Biden's bank account from people like the uh, the, the widow of the ex-mayor of Moscow to the tune of $3.5 million? Or, or the Clinton Foundation that got $150 million from Russian oligarchs? I'd say $50 million, $50 billion makes that look like pocket change, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't it? That's just something I'm throwing out there. And here's even CBS saying, yeah, it looks like the uh, looks like the Biden family is pretty corrupt. Well, what we know through our reporting is that the U.S. attorney in Delaware, Ed, has sought records, financial records that go back as far as 2014. And the reason that but Joe Biden wouldn't do anything if he's in control of 50 billion dollars to a corrupt country that he's already threatened and his son has benefited from matters is because at that time, Joe Biden was holding the vice presidency and working within the White House. And that specific subpoena sought records from a major banking institution, not only for Hunter Biden, his brother James Biden, two of their business associates, and at least 15 entities, uh, including the Bank of China. 
So you can see <laughs> the scope goes far beyond, I'll say, sort of the recent history, but does go back to 2014. And the question being whether any laws were violated or tax laws violated specifically during a period when his father was in the executive branch. <laughs> wow. And we also found out this week that one of his associates that he started a firm with visited the White House when Joe Biden was vice president 27 times. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. This is the ultimate alignment of the stars. Uh, the week of that, and I believe uh, yesterday was when CNN Plus ended. We found out this week that, uh, and by the way, it was a couple days earlier. <laughs> it's just, they put it out of its misery. It's like, Mom, you better take old Yeller out behind the barn. Uh, <laughs> So they, they took all CNN Plus and they told the kids, they told all the CNN fans, now, now kids, I just want you to know that old CNN Plus is going to go out and, and live on the farm. Old CNN Plus, just go ahead and come on CNN Plus, just get in the old truck here and kids say goodbye to CNN Plus because he's going to go live a fulfilled life out on the farm. Old CNN Plus, saying, but Dad, I don't want CNN Plus to go. Well, son, you're the only person I know who doesn't want CNN Plus to go, but go ahead and say your goodbyes. I love you, CNN Plus. I know your programming was terrible, but you know what? You were leftist, and, they, and you, you towed the party line. Oh, God, we'll miss you, CNN. Come on, CNN Plus. Down the road, and CNN Plus disappears on the farm and is never heard of again. So that uh, that's what's happening to CNN Plus. And then the other thing, was uh, Twitter and, uh, and Elon Musk coming in and saying, are you ready for it? I want free speech on Twitter. Gasp, shriek, ah, Godzilla's attacking, Godzilla, you know. Uh, <laughs> and at the end of the week, we got Dinesh D'Souza. For the most censored story in American history, the 2020 election, where you were told the day after the election that criticism of the election was verboten, you couldn't say anything about it, it's disinformation. And I think right after that is when I said that if the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party say that what you have to say is disinformation or misinformation, they know you know the truth. By God in heaven, it's so nakedly obvious. They're using the word disinformation. It's been used in the past. It's been used by Joseph Stalin. He originally came up with the term disinformation. He wanted it to sound Western. And he created this... this this uh, black media group that would shut down dissent in the Soviet Union. <laughs> they decided to use the same damn name. They decided to use the same name for the disinformation governance board created by the United States government by Joe Biden, sneaked under the radar into the DHS into a testimony by a bureaucrat who doesn't know D-word for Richard about what he's doing. He decides to announce that they've been working on the new disinformation governance board for months. And they put a woman in charge named Nina Jankowitz. She's 30 years, 33 years old. She has a liberal arts education, and she's an inspiring, literary, uh, dramatic, and, uh, and, and, and journalistic person. Oddly enough, exactly the same bio as Joseph Goebbels. Pretty much the same, the same bio as Joseph Goebbels. Right before Goebbels started getting involved with the communists, the Marxists, and ultimately the Nazis. And this, uh, this person, this uh, Nina Jankowitz, she has an online book that had no uh, sales whatsoever. Very dra dramatic person, very interested in journalism. 
And uh, now she's kind of, I guess, introducing herself to uh, Marxism and socialism and communism in the uh, Biden administration. It's just kind of weird that way. Kind of weird that way. And and do you want to hear how uh, artistic she is? She did a song online uh, not too long ago. She's been a rabid, by the way. She's been a rabid, rabid, rabid anti-Trumper, pro-censorship person. She was very down with uh, 100 Laptop. She said it was fake. She said it was made up by uh, by the campaign. This is a rabid leftist being put in charge of an unprecedented department of disinformation governance in our country. This person, who really has no background in governance whatsoever, is a self-proclaimed disinformation expert. Did, did she get a certificate for it? Did she get a medal for it? Did she pass a university for it? The degree in disinformation? Is it what, what, what? And here she is singing. She did a little, uh, a little parody. It's a song parody. I've been writing those for as long as she's been alive, by the way. Except for mine are funny. Here she is talking a little song about disinformation and the right in this country being wrong. Information laundering is really quite ferocious. It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious. But it's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious. Saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet so disinformation's origins are slightly less atrocious. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little lie, a little lie. It's how you hide a little lie, a little lie. Like the lie about Hunter Biden's laptop and what Twitter did to it before the election. Weird. Hey, it's how you hide a little, hide a little lie when Rudy Giuliani shared that intel from Ukraine. Or when TikTok influencers say COVID can cause pain. They're laundering disinfo and we really should take note and not support their lies with our wallet, voice, or vote. Oh! And not support their lies with our wallet and our vote, is what she says there. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of America. A great family photo shows the essence of a family. It captures something more than just. Let me say it again. The 2020 election was the most secure election in American history. Let me begin by asking a very simple question. Do we know the truth about what really happened in the 2020 election? I think millions of Americans know something went wrong, and they have little pieces, and no one's really put it together. I'm agnostic on this question, and I I am awaiting more information. If I believed the president were a Nazi, I might steal an election. Bold accusations require bold evidence, and they haven't seen it. We have been working on something big. Show me the money. Now, on this trailer, the second big trailer for 2,000 Mules, uh, several big names to talk radio, Larry Elder, Sebastian Gorka, Dennis Prager, Charlie Kirk, all were invited to talk to Sebastian Gorka about the election. And all were essentially agnostic about the possibility that it was stolen. And after they saw the movie, presumably they have changed their minds. Dinesh D'Souza, the creator of this glorious movie and other documentary uh, movies and also books, joins us on the phone this morning. It's a huge weekend and next week for Dinesh D'Souza. Dinesh, thank you for taking the time today. Hey, it's a pleasure. Great to be with you. Absolutely. Now, you uh, you went on to show the movie to the aforementioned Mr. Elder, Mr. Gorka, Prager, and, uh, and Charlie Kirk. And what did they say when they saw the movie? 
Well, a couple of them uh, were, you can say, predisposed to believe the evidence. Uh, Metaxas, for example, has been strongly on the side of the stolen election. Uh, I would say Gorka was inclined that way, but not Larry Elder, not Charlie Kirk, and certainly not Dennis Prager. Uh, In fact, Dennis was uh, a little reluctant whether he even wanted to come at all, because I think he was... um, Uh, nervous, as I think many people are, about the issue of election fraud, and not only nervous, but had the sense that I've been I've been around that track already. I've heard this. I've heard that. (laughs) Nothing seems to have like panned out. So I I think he came uh, trusting me that I wouldn't waste his time. But at the same time, with a certain amount of, uh, I would say, warranted skepticism. And what was the reaction that you got from them after they had seen the documentary? Well, As they began to watch it, I noticed a little bit of a um, sense of wonder, meaning because first it was the geo tracking, which is, of course, intellectually fascinating. This idea that our cell phones have a digital ID, a kind of a fingerprint, uh, and and that our movements can be tracked and that you can actually track these so-called mules, these political operatives who are paid to deliver fraudulent votes. I mean, this is fascinating, right? This is what the FBI used to arrest uh, January 6th protesters, it's used to nab bin Laden, um, and yet here it is being used to bust election fraud. But I think the, the turning point was when we started playing the surveillance video. And they're like, where'd you get this video? Did someone like Project Veritas style give it to you? And we're like, no, this is the official surveillance video of the states themselves. Project Veritas, I mean, uh, Truth the Vote obtained it through public uh-huh. records. So then the, then I began to see like jaws dropping and things. And, and, and I think that there was a real emotional as well as intellectual transformation. Now, we all know that uh, certain things have been called disinformation or disinformatia, as Joseph Stalin called it. We also heard yesterday that uh, a department of disinformation is being created in the DHS, which I mean to me is so dystopian. It's almost funny if it weren't so damned serious. But this happened yesterday. You obviously have had all sorts of headwinds in your career as a conservative commentator, as a as a firebrand of the conservative movement. How was this making this this documentary and what are you facing now because i've heard like linkedin i've heard some other places are giving you some grief and then also like i said we've got a department of disinformation what's it been like with regard to 2000 mules well in a, in a, in a strange way the movie is is, is out next week yes. and so all i have most people haven't seen it yeah. uh interestingly you mentioned of course the trailer my the early teaser trailer came out in february yeah and it's been out now for months. It's got millions of views, but you know what? It doesn't have a single fact check on it. So think about it. Wow. This is the most fact check topic probably in the world. Normally you, you say election <laughs> fraud and 10 fact checkers descend on you immediately. Um, and, uh, but in this case, I think even the fact checkers look at the video and they go, uh, this actually looks genuine. There's not a whole lot we can say about it. So let's just pretend that nothing to see here, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you what states are involved here. I know heavily, obviously, in Georgia. Uh, Tell everybody who don't know, how did you get this information? How did you get this video? How much you've had to weed through? You've had to weed through millions of pieces of of surveillance tape. I mean, this has been epic. Tell me about the process. Well, the the heavy lifting here is done by Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips of True the Vote. Uh, They they bought the geo-tracking data a massive trove of data, by the way, 10 trillion pings, uh, and where uh, they didn't even buy the whole states. They just bought the Atlanta area, which encompasses three or four counties, wow. and then Phoenix, Maricopa County, uh, Detroit, 
uh, Milwaukee and the greater Philadelphia area. And that's it. And, and what's remarkable is that there's enough cheating just even right there uh, that has a margin considerably bigger than the margin between Trump and Biden in those states which decided the 2020 presidential election. This is uh, this is gigantic. This is epic. And, and what I have said from the very beginning is if this election were stolen, and I personally believe it was, there had to be thousands of people involved here. There had to be some sort of an edict to all of them that if anything comes out about this, we will find you, we will sue you, we'll do something. Because it's not very often you can commit a crime of this scope with so many people involved and get away with it. Yeah, now, I think a couple things that are worth saying here. One is that this is old school fraud. We're not looking here at some of the high tech claims about machines swapping votes. We don't look at that at all. We're looking at the same fraud the Democrats were doing in the Tammany Hall days in the 19th century. I mean, immigrants would come off the boat and they were greeted by some Democrats to go, here's a ballot. Sign over here and we'll fill the rest of it out for you. I mean, that was going on, you know, in the 1800s. Um, what happened in the 2020 election is that the absentee vote, ballot vote, which was used to be a small part of the election, became a huge part of the election. So the fraudsters go, here is our window of opportunity. We can really up the ante. And that's what they did. So you, we talked earlier about the, the cell phone evidence. That's one line of evidence. And the second line of evidence is true. The vote through public information wow. got surveillance video. Now, there's not surveillance video in all the five states. But that's the fault of the states. The election rules call for it. Some of these states like Wisconsin go, yeah, we'll, we'll take the video. But then they just never did. And wow. then they pleaded COVID. So we have video from um, from Georgia and some from Arizona and some from Michigan. But there's enough video, four million minutes of it. Uh, and that's certainly pl- more than plenty to make a really good movie. Do you suppose this will be enough to open the floodgates with regard to uh, the truth about the election? Do you, do, or, or do you hope that that will happen? Because I do. I, I hope that the first step is just going to be a, an, an expanding public consciousness. Because, well, my, the very first step is not to, not to let anybody take the movie down. Uh, you know, this is unusual for me because I normally release in the theater. I'm then on Apple iTunes, on Amazon Prime. But no, this time it's not going to be like that. you got to go to 2000meals.com. That's yes. the website. Five different ways to see the movie. But um, we're using the Salem Now platform. It's called SalemNow.com, yeah. as well as the Rumble-owned platform called Locals. Yes. That's another uncancelable platform. Yeah behind this movie they won't be able to stop it no. The next question is will it wake the american people up will it put pressure on these elected leaders and attorneys general to take the next steps that need to be taken the first of which is arrest the mules yeah now uh, i'm going to go see the movie uh, in a local theater i live in the kansas city area there are two theaters that are showing it on the second and on the fourth you can only get tickets for the movie if you want to get into the theaters at 2000mules.com. Don't go to the theater. Don't walk up to buy your ticket. Get your ticket online. Now, you've got a couple of other things going on, including a virtual premiere happening on Saturday, May the 7th. I saw that, too. Can you tell us about that real quick? Oh, it's super cool. It's out of this magnificent 360-degree um, uh, uh, theater in Vegas. Wow. Basically, there's an opening program. My wife, Debbie, is going to sing. We're going to play the movie. And then there's a live Q&A with several of the people in the movie afterward. And it's basically the same price as a movie ticket. So if there isn't a theater near you or if it's or the theater sold out, don't freak out. Just at 2000meals.com, just click the button that says virtual premiere. Check it out. Um, and you can get your ticket that way. And after that, uh, at, 
the, the movie will be widely available for digital download. I see that digital download and DVD uh, will start what on Saturday, Saturday May the seventh, two thousand mules dot com. Ha- has Rotten Tomatoes given you a re- review yet? <laughs> no, you know I haven't even checked, uh, but but no, I don't think it's out enough for those gotcha. things to kick in yet. Gotcha. I'm more I'm more interested to see. We've got some we've got some mainstream media coming to. We're doing a premiere in Mar a Lago, and we have some mainstream media, the New York Times and so on coming. And this is going to be the first time I think that they see that you're they're, they're going to see evidence of a completely different caliber than anything that they've seen before, and their reaction is going to be really fascinating. Dinesh, you've done some very eye-opening things in the past, and you've uh, you've created a lot of awareness in this uh, in this country as a filmmaker, as a writer, as a personality. Uh, how does this movie, Two Thousand Mules? Um, how does that compare to the rest? How different is this? And what sort of a giant step is this uh, for you personally? It's different in two ways. Uh, my first film, which was a huge success, was on Obama. Yeah. And it, it did lift the veil on Obama because I went to Hawaii and Indonesia and Kenya, kind of got to uh, who Obama is. And I identified not so much that he was born abroad, but that he had imbibed a sort of alien spirit from his crazed and drunken father. Um, and that continues to guide him to this day, dreams from my father. Yeah. Well, but there's no comparison between examining one man, Obama, yeah. and, and examining an issue that's never happened in American history. I mean, look, maybe some votes in Cook County, Illinois, tipped the election for JFK over Nixon 1960, but the idea of coordinated fraud in key states that uh, essentially uh, uh, tips the balance in the presidential election. I mean, that is constitutionally uncharted territory. So I feel a little sense of, of you know, the, the largeness of the issue. The other thing is at the end of my movies, you know, a lot of times people will stand up and applaud and they, uh, they're fired up. I think in, when this movie ends, people will be really quiet yeah. because they're going to sort of take in the significance of what they've seen. It's going to take uh, a little while for them to digest. So what do we do next? Yeah. I want to ask you one more question. I know you're busy and you've got a lot of uh, a lot of media to do, and it's such a treat to have you here. Um, what do you have to say to something as audacious as to call and create an agency called the Disinformation Department of the Department of Homeland Security? This has to be, uh, I mean, what is your reaction to it? Mine was uh, visceral. It was It was laughing at first, and then, dear God, what is your thought on this? Because I think your movie is the exclamation point on a week where free speech started to come around. CNN Plus caved. Uh, Twitter was bought out by Elon Musk. But this department, uh, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, I agree. Uh, my reaction is a mixture of um, indignation and contempt and amusement. Yeah. Uh, all three at the same time. Because the fact that it's Homeland Security is a little scary because these yeah. are people who generally are supposed to you know, go after terrorists and protect the border. Evidently, they don't want to do those things. Uh, but what they do want to do is, is uh, combat disinformation. Now, what I'm hoping they'll do is ask me for a free copy of my DVD. Um, and the reason is that um, if they want to have a ministry of truth, there's a lot of truth in this movie. Yeah. And if they want to combat misinformation and disinformation, I refute a whole lot of misinformation and disinformation in the movie as well. Well, I just want to say thank you for what you do, what you've done. I cannot wait to see this movie. Best of luck to you, sir. God bless you, and have a glorious weekend. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You are the best. Thank you, sir. 2000mules.com. That's 2000mules.com. Dinesh D'Souza. 
Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.